Welcome to the Sport Manitoba podcast, hosted by Nolan Cole. Welcome to episode 11 of the Sport Manitoba podcast. I'm Nolan Cole, the digital media specialist at Sport Manitoba. We're podcasting from our Sport Manitoba building at 145 Pacific Avenue in downtown Winnipeg. At Sport Manitoba, we focus on supporting and planning sport programs to promote the development of vibrant citizens, athletes, and communities in Manitoba. We're also the main funding agency for amateur sport in the province, with over 65 provincial sport organizations in our building. We're also home to the Manitoba Sports Hall of Fame. More on that in a minute. If you missed any of our previous episodes, each one is available on your podcast app of choice, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Okay, this year is a special year for the Manitoba Sports Hall of Fame, with 2019 being the 40th anniversary of our Hall of Fame. Our annual induction dinner is coming up on November 2nd. You can get your tickets for that at sportmanitoba.ca if you have not already. And this year's class is highlighted by an Olympic gold medalist from small town Manitoba. I'll tell you who that is after a quick look at some of Sport Manitoba's upcoming events. Celebrate this year's class of sport legends at the Manitoba Sports Hall of Fame's 40th anniversary induction ceremony presented by Manitoba Liquor Mart, Saturday, November 2nd at the Victoria Inn Hotel and Convention Center. This year's class includes seven individuals and one team who have earned their place in Manitoba sport history. Purchase tickets at sportmanitoba.ca. This fall, Sport Manitoba is working together with the Sport Information Resource Centre to raise awareness about concussions. We want all of our athletes and coaches to know the signs and symptoms of a concussion so that they can be properly treated. Follow along on our social media channels at Sport Manitoba on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram and use the hashtag HeadstrongCanada. Sport Manitoba and Doctors Manitoba joined forces in 2013 to launch Fit Kids Healthy Kids. Both partners saw the need to promote physical literacy as a means to combat health risks associated with a sedentary lifestyle such as type 2 diabetes and obesity. Doctors Manitoba has been generously supporting Fit Kids Healthy Kids financially since its inception. Learn more at fitkidshealthykids.ca. Russell Manitoba's own John Montgomery became a household name at the 2010 Winter Olympic Games in Vancouver when he won a gold medal in the men's skeleton event. Perhaps he's better remembered for his post-win celebration when he marched through a throng of Canadian fans on national TV chugging a pitcher of beer. Today you would most likely recognize him as the host of the Amazing Race Canada and he'll be returning to Winnipeg in early November for his induction into the Manitoba Sports Hall of Fame. John now lives in Victoria with his wife and son Here's my conversation with John Montgomery. Thanks for coming on the podcast, John. Let's get right to it. We're coming up on a decade since your gold medal win in Vancouver. Does it seem that long ago to you? Well, in I guess it's how you uh, are perceiving time. In, in some instances, it seems like it was literally just yesterday because I remember it so well. And I often get to relive the experiences through the video that I share in my presentation. And so that stuff is always uh, being reminded to you through video and, uh, and and talking about it. But when you think about all that's happened since then, um, the places we've been to, especially the number of travels and opportunities that we've been able to take advantage of is, well, it's just, it's staggering. Thinking about that, that summer alone of 2010, uh, before the end of June even was realized, the amount of unbelievable experiences that we've been able to participate in was was mind-numbing. And then since then, it, it only continues to seem to get better. And uh, we continue to say yes to just about everything that comes our way. 
because you never know when this wave is going to crest and life is going to change remarkably. And this wasn't anything that we had ever planned in terms of opportunities. Uh, I guess all the work that you put into developing some sense of, of who you are and becoming comfortable in your own skin allows you to maybe be a little bit more present, not quite as fearful uh, about the unknown as it exists over the horizon. Um, so maybe I was in a good place to be able to, uh, to, well, being a simple Manitoba boy, uh, I didn't ever overthink things. Let's just say that. And I don't want to get too windy and philosophical about it, but uh, that has been one of my greatest blessings is just being simple and not questioning everything, but the important parts you have to, <laughs> you have to figure out what to question maybe and whatnot. And this is a conversation I just had this weekend that went to a bizarre place, but, uh, but the questioning uh, of things I think is important, but uh, not uh, questioning the very fabric of reality. And I digress again, but <laughs> Uh, that's the, 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 the time it's tough to, I don't know if contextualize is, is the right word because it feels both short and long, uh, both in the same breath and for different reasons uh, in terms of how you think of it. But, uh, the 10 years that has passed thus far, if the next 10 is half of what this first 10 has been, Oh boy, I got to, uh, I got to equip myself cause it's been a busy, busy 10 years and, We've loved every minute of it. Obviously, the gold medal win and celebration afterward is what most people remember. But was there another moment at those Olympic Games that really resonated with you? Well, the entire Games. Uh, the, the fact that it was a home game. That's, that's what resonates with me. The collective experience that we all got to participate in, if you were interested. Just by having a Canadian passport really granted you access to these moments of national pride if you so chose to view it that way and you didn't need anything other than that canadian passport you didn't need to be in vancouver although if you were that's something that you'll never forget because just with proximity to the collective energy that was happening and what people were putting out there if i stand here right now and i think about being on uh, what was it, uh, Robson Street after the women's gold medal game or the men's gold medal game, you know, the outpouring of support, the pride in Canada and that national energy was coursing through the streets. I can make the hair on my arm stand up right now looking at it. There's the goosebumps. Just by thinking back to being there, your body never forgets energy. And that's something that it, it, it will hang on to perpetually. It might have something to do with epigenetics. And uh, this, these, these feelings that we all had collectively as a result of both our nation having a good showing in medal standing, but the, the pride that we had uh, in our country, in the peoples of our country, was, uh, you know, it was tangible that day. And it's something that my body is uh, forever going to hang on to. And, you know, the, the men's gold medal game, because it was sort of that last, that last medal that we needed to break the mark, you know, uh, 14 record-setting Olympic gold medals that Canada earned as a nation, that just sort of was the clincher that made those games as successful as they were. And I'll never forget that gold medal game, what I was doing 
uh, what was going on. Being in the dressing room immediately after that game with the boys was, I mean, it's just mind-boggling uh, in terms of uh, that 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 sense of accomplishment, that sense of collective joy. And there were so many of those moments for different people uh, that the games will mean a multitude of things to a lot of different Canadians. But that collective pride is something that I think we can all we can all appreciate. How did that whole Olympic experience change you as a person? Yeah, you know, no big deal. It's just one of those things, just an average couple of weeks in a guy's life that would change the trajectory of uh, not who I am fundamentally, but who I will become was changed that week, potentially. And I guess it will continue to be one of those things. It'll be what I make of it. And um, I am continuing to benefit from my having been there, my having been a part of a lot of other people's tremendous efforts and me riding those coattails and me benefiting from that in a, in a massive and profound way. And it stemmed from effort on my part um, and being myself. John Montgomery is our guest on the Sport Manitoba podcast. We'll be back with the second half of our discussion after a quick break. Sport Manitoba strives to make sport a safe and welcoming experience for athletes, coaches, parents, officials, and volunteers across the province. If you experience any incidents of abuse, harassment, or any other inappropriate conduct, please call our sports support line at 1-877-737-9875 to talk to a trained professional or visit our website for more resources. Sport Manitoba Performance offers strength and conditioning for athletes of all sports and levels throughout the province, mirroring what is being provided in Winnipeg and using the expertise of athlete and coach development coordinators, Sport Manitoba can now offer more programming and training to the south, west and east regions of our province. Visit sportmanitoba.ca for more information. Sport Manitoba proudly administers kids sport in Manitoba so all kids can play. To donate, apply for assistance, or learn more about events, visit sportmanitoba.ca. I know you said following your gold medal performance that you hope to inspire other young athletes. Our community here at Sport Manitoba, as you know, is centered around amateur sport. What advice would you have for young athletes based on your experience? I guess that they, what are they asking me, first of all? Uh, if it's just generic uh, information to give to parents, uh, of young athletes, it's to let your kids be kids. It's to give your kids an opportunity for success by giving them access to a plethora of options and giving an individual carrots because they like them and they eat them all uh, and only carrots is going to give them a yellow nose. Great eyesight, but, uh, but maybe lacking uh, in a few key components of uh, proper and complete health. And I think the same can be said for, for our diet of sports, what we consume. You know, uh, you eat nothing but carrots, you'll become a carrot for sure. Uh, but that's it. And you're really limited. If you eat a well-rounded diet and a, and a well-balanced meal, you'll have opportunity for, for exceptional health. And the same can be said for, for sports. And I think that parents of young athletes who want them to grow up desperately to be the hockey player that they never were or because they see a glimmer of talent, uh, innate ability in their child, they think that, okay, I'm going to develop the hell out of this boy because it's our one chance to realize athletic success. And you can't tell what's going to happen in terms of luck and injury. So 
you better be planning for them to use their greatest gift, which is their brain and cerebrally and setting kids and young people up for success in life uh, through sport, not setting kids up for success in life because they played one sport. And uh, it, maybe that's not clear. I'll have to think about my metaphors, but uh, the the bottom line is that if you play a lot of sports, you're going to have this level of physicality, this physical literacy, which is going to enable you, if you're like me and almost 99.9999% of the population is just like me, really quite average, you're going to be able to find your periphery sport. You're going to be able to find that makes something that makes your heart sing that uh, is an opportunity to to do something with. But if you only ever play lacrosse, uh, if you only ever play hockey, you're not maybe going to have the same kinds of opportunities for that, uh, for those cross links to be made with other sports, for that physical literacy to be able to uh, penetrate another realm and, uh, and, and parents give your kids opportunity for success by allowing them to play a lot of different sports, meet a lot of different people, become a part of a lot of different teams and team sports are so fundamentally important to young people because of what they teach you. And like I said, you're inevitably going to end up having to work. <laughs> that is a foregone conclusion. Most of us are going to end up working in a team environment somewhere with other people, people that we haven't chosen to work with. And it's the same on a team. You have to understand and be able to collectively accomplish a common goal with a lot of different uh, backgrounds, socioeconomic issues, uh, culturally, uh, socially. A lot of different things are going to have to be overcome on an individual basis to be able to do this with a group. And that's what you learn from team sports. And it's not something that can be taught in a classroom. It's not something that can be taught through any other process other than beta testing, other than being involved, trial and error, failure, uh, victory, success, defeat. These are the catalysts for change. These are the opportunities for growth and development. And that's what I think as a parent, we have a responsibility to our young people to give them. Were you a late bloomer, John? Oh, a, a late bloomer in every aspect of it in terms of uh, physical development, emotional development. Um, I was at the tail end of just about every spectrum of development, for sure. Uh, even in the sport of skeleton racing, I was one of the worst new recruits uh, when we were beginning. And I had a couple of things that were working against me in terms of my equipment. Uh, but in terms of performance-wise, um, the, the, the times that we were achieving, I was really struggling in the first two years of my skeleton career. And I was battling that, that part that is so important, that belief in myself. It was really tested. Uh, and I had never been the worst at anything that I'd tried. You know, I wasn't always the best for sure, uh, but I was never the worst. And in skeleton in the beginning, it was looking pretty much like I was the worst out of all these new recruits. There was guys coming into it for their first year when I was in my second year that were beating me by the end of that season. And I just couldn't, I couldn't believe <laughs> based on other things that had happened in my life up till this point, I couldn't believe really in my heart of hearts that I was this bad, um, that this was all that I was capable of. And I would have to dig deep. I would have to continue to try. I would have to source new equipment. And that's really where I think fundamentally some of the um, things that were 
causing me not to realize the performances that I was hoping for was residing was in equipment deficiencies, but it was also uh, confidence in my sliding abilities in that steering pattern uh, that I was hoping to achieve on my way down the track and my knowledge of the sport. And in the beginning of the third year, things coalesced for all intents and purposes. And I began to have a remarkable trajectory uh, through the ranks from my third season uh, right through to the, the games in 2010. Congratulations on your induction into the Manitoba Sports Hall of Fame. For a guy from Russell, Manitoba, a community of under 2,000 people, what does it mean to go into the Hall of Fame in your home province? Well, it's something that I didn't even, to be honest with you, ever think about, not even after 2010. Um, you know, it wasn't like, oh, maybe now I could get it a chance to go into the Hall of Fame. You don't, um, I mean, some people do, but I never did. And it wasn't something that I ever uh, thought about. But when somebody presents a letter to you uh, that says, hey, um, you're being inducted into the Manitoba Sports Hall of Fame, you know, there's a few adjectives that you can't share on a podcast. They're four-letter words and, you know, you've got some colorful phrases. But it, it's humbling. You know, you look at the type of people that you are in the, the hall with. And it's tough, to, it's tough sometimes to see yourself in that space. Not in terms of any other thing than just uh, do I belong? You know, you, you sometimes you have these uh, this self-doubt like, okay, I know what I did. It wasn't as crazy and as hard and uh, maybe amazing as what these other people did, but that's from your own humble perspective of, uh, you know, if it if I can do it, anybody can do it kind of a perspective. And when you win an Olympic gold medal, personally, it all of a sudden has so much less, appeal <laughs> because you did it and and you know that it is basic and I had a ton of uh, things have to go my way for it to uh, played out the way that it did you know having the advantage of it being a home games having it fall perfectly within my well my development years of being out of university to discover the sport in early 2000 to get a home game to be 30 years old really ideally right where a guy would need to be to be mature enough physically, mentally, emotionally to be able to stitch it all together to have success over four runs at a home games. I mean, all of this you can't plan. All of this is uh, the stuff of Hollywood scripts. Uh, and as we all know, life often pens something more fantastic than the brain could ever conceive. And that's sort of how all these things had to line up just for me to be able to have this opportunity to chat with you today, to be able to go into the hall in a couple of weeks, to come back to Manitoba, to celebrate with family and to take a place in a, in, in an unbelievably limited number of, I guess, uh, vacancies and uh, a real honor that somebody else bestows upon you because they see value in what you did personally. And, and anybody that ever tells you that they played sport for the betterment of other people is a big fat liar. Everybody that plays sport does it for themselves. You know, we all want to represent Canada, but for ourselves, you know, we all want success. We all want to be the best for ourselves. Other people come along this journey, come along on this ride. And in Canada, we ask of Canadians that they support us on this journey like that's bananas 
And, uh, and at the end of the day, uh, you owe a debt of gratitude to a whole lot of people. Even when you're competing in an individual sport like skeleton racing, we're the only person on that toboggan on the day that mattered most uh, in those runs, those four runs of 3 minute 23.7 seconds or something like that was yours truly. But on that sled with me, buoying me up, maybe underneath, giving me the notion that it was maybe more important than just ridiculous tobogganing, uh, was Canada, was 36 million Canadians. And they have as much right and ownership of this Olympic gold medal as I do. I'll keep it for us. By golly, I'll look after it <laughs> and uh, schlep it around and get fingerprints from my fellow Canadians on it. But, uh, but it is Canada's medal, and it doesn't belong to me solely. And so when you are inducted into a Hall of Fame for something that you did or individual pursuit of athletic excellence, and others show or, I guess, give recognition for the value in that and put you up there alongside of other people who have tremendous talents and abilities. And, uh, and I know are hopefully uh, humble like myself and being, ah, oh, this is just something that I was born with. I can do this. It's no big deal. To be honored in that way, in that realm, is, uh, is bananas. It's truly, truly humbling. Any other inductees from the class of 2019 that you're looking forward to meeting? Well, Michelle Stillwell and I are going to be at a party here uh, next Thursday at the Pizza Pig Out that uh, we put on in Victoria for Kids Sport. So we're going to connect there and we're going to uh, be able to do it once again in Manitoba. And I'm looking forward to meeting the other inductees and uh, to shaking some hands because they are people that I don't know and that I've never had the opportunity to meet. And to be able to meet them uh, in... I guess an event such as this uh, is going to be special for all of us. And you'll never forget those that you go in with and uh, getting to not put some faces to some names because I've seen them all in print, but uh, getting to meet the personalities behind the names and uh, behind the faces uh, in print is going to be the best part. Anything else you want people to know? I don't know. I mean, uh, I know that I wouldn't be who... I am today without a province like Manitoba and a, and a town like Russell behind me and supporting me and having given all the great things like um, driving <laughs> ridiculous distances for, for sporting events as you do in Manitoba because often there is nothing right next door. You have to go some distance to be able to give your children opportunities and all the parents in Manitoba, they put themselves out there all winter long in the most inclement, perhaps, climates one could ever hope to live in. And, and they go out there and they seek out hockey games and they seek out gymnastic events and they seek out all these opportunities for their kids to develop and to realize dreams for themselves in a really harsh environment over the winter. And that's pretty special. I tell you what, there is nowhere else on planet Earth where people live in a place like Manitoba and do as much as they do in the face of harsh winter conditions. And I am the beneficiary of that type of a mentality uh, in every aspect of my life. And it has bled through sport into every facet of my being. And my family benefits from it. My community benefits from it. And that's all because of the great province of Manitoba. John, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. We'll see you on induction night. Thanks, Alan. Cheers.
Thanks again to John Montgomery for coming on to talk about his success as a skeleton athlete and also his induction into the Manitoba Sports Hall of Fame. If you enjoyed this episode of the Sport Manitoba podcast, you can subscribe to our podcast. It's available anywhere you get your podcasts, including Spotify, as well as Apple and Google Podcasts. Follow us on social media at Sport Manitoba on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you know of somebody who you think would make for a good guest on our podcast, whether it's an athlete, coach, or somebody else involved in sport, you can email me at podcast at sportmanitoba.ca. Keep an eye out for our next episode, which will feature a panel discussion on concussions, a very important topic in the sport community. Look for that in November. That's it for now. I'm Nolan Cole. Thanks for listening to the Sport Manitoba podcast.